This is Marathon Training Academy, episode 402. This podcast is brought to you by Ola Dance Open Earbuds. They have 360 degree superior sound, but they never enter the ear, so there's no ear fatigue. Plus, you never lose track of what's happening around you. Visit oladance.com and use the promo code MTA20 to save 20%. Thanks also to Inside Tracker, created by leading scientist. Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to find out where you're optimized and where you're not. Get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store at insidetracker.com forward slash MTA. Welcome to the MTA podcast, where we empower you to run a marathon and change your life. In this episode, we talk about how to think big and take action in your running. Plus, we discuss the books that we enjoyed from 2022 and share our top picks. And of course, just a reminder that this is a great time to jump in and put the power of the academy behind you. Get trained up for your big challenge this year. Find out how to work with a coach when you visit MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. All right, we're in the first week of January 2023. Angie, you and I got to do a, uh, a trail run slash hike together earlier today, so that was fun. First excursion that we took together in the new year. That's right. It was a bit muddy out on the trail, but still being able to hike in January is a great thing. We are so excited about this episode today. We're going to talk about just topics that we love to discuss really all year, but especially this time of year, and that's you know, thinking big, taking action, plus books. We are both like book crazy people, so. (laughs) (laughs) You should see our house. It's like buried in books. No, we're not hoarders, but we have a lot of books. You just have to like clear books off the bed before you go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're going to talk about books that we enjoyed in 2022. And Angie's going to tell you how many books that she read. This number is going to blow your mind. Not if people have been listening year after year. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be fun. But before we do that, like always, let's see what folks are doing out there. Just everyday runners like you and I. So we got some shout outs we want to make. Angie, what's going on? Candy says, Happy New Year. Tomorrow I kick off my quest for 1,500 miles. I'll be signing up for the medal later today. I was bummed I didn't get quite there this year, but I'm going to give it a try again in 2023. And she says, Everyone have fun ringing in the new year. Oh, I am having fun. (laughs) And this comes from Basil. He says, my three boys helped me complete my 2022 kilometer run walk challenge. I accomplished 1,258 miles. What a blessing. This comes from Yoshiko in Switzerland. She says, slowly but steadily from January 1st to December 31st, 2022, I walked every day except a few because of the poor weather conditions. I got 1,356.33 miles for 2022. I'm hoping to remain fit, do four fitness classes a week, and yoga on Sunday mornings throughout the year. All my best wishes for a happy, healthy, and peaceful 2023. My thanks to Trevor, Angie, and Nicole. Yeah, we should add that Yoshiko is in her 80s getting all this mileage done. It's quite inspiring. Walking circles around the rest of us. And we'd like to give a final shout out to Bill Drinkward, an Academy member and coaching client who we had on the podcast last year. Well, he has taken his marathon fitness and pursued another passion, and that's uh, climbing mountains in South America. He was just in Argentina, and he shared this really cool sort of lessons learned from this excursion. I guess he got all the way up to like 20,000 feet trying to summit this mountain, wasn't able to summit it because of the weather, 
but I'll have Angie read his his three points. I thought they were pretty cool takeaways. Well, he says, my A goal was don't die. My B goal was don't lose body parts. He says, I came back with new learnings that I'll incorporate into my marathon training. Number one, present is perfect. A mantra that reminds me to forget the future and past while doing hard things and apply all my energy to the now. Number two, slow is fast. Finding that steady pace that one can hold without stopping enables great progress. I was embarrassed by the slow speed of our climbs, but always amazed to arrive at the upper camps without much fatigue in my body. This seems to equate to easy run effort while running. And number three, further belief that I can do hard things unimaginable to me just a couple of years ago by getting way out of my comfort zone. Not much about this experience was comfortable. Marathon level fitness is such a gift for a precious life. I will run till I die. What's neat is that we could all take our marathon endurance and mental toughness and really apply it to so much else in our life. So that's one of the beautiful things about marathon training. It teaches you how to think big and take action, which happens to be the title of this episode. Oh, that's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to tell you how to think big and take action in your running and life. Let's get into it right now. Well on my way, well on my way. So there's a great book. It's a bit old now, but it's called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz, PhD. And it's one of the books I read early on when I was thinking about starting a business and just really bringing some change into my life. I had this vision of the future that I wanted for myself, which included obviously making more money, but also having more opportunity and freedom to travel and just do cool things. And I also had a vision for my fitness My vision has always been a little bit different than Angie's. We've pursued different goals. I've been doing a lot of destination races, which kind of incorporates several passions that I have, like learning languages and traveling, where Angie, uh, she's focused on qualifying for Boston and doing PRs, and she's been taking action in different ways than I have. And thinking big will look different for every person. We just want to kind of help fire up your imagination a little bit on this episode. So... The first point we want to go over is try to imagine a future version of yourself, the person that you want to be three years from now. We would say one year, but really one year is not a lot of time. (laughs) You can change a lot in a year, um, you know, through deliberate action and consistency, but it is good to think a little bit further down the road. Yeah, I heard this quote from Tony Robbins. I think it actually might originally go back to Bill Gates. And the quote is, most people overestimate what they can do in a year but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. Mm. Just think about how different you are from 10 years ago. Right. I was looking at pictures of us, Angie, from 2012 (laughs) and 2013. And man, just our kids, they just look so young and innocent. (laughs) Now they're teenagers. (laughs) That was before we were doing MTA full time. So yeah, a lot has changed over 10 years. My hair has gone gray. (laughs) Yeah. I've got quite a few gray hairs in my beard. I call it a beard, quotation marks. (laughs) But anyway, imagine a future version of yourself three years, five years, 10 years from now. What kind of life do you want to have? Where do you want to be living? What kind of people do you want to be associating with? Where do you want to be in your fitness? Are you running marathons? Are you doing several a year? Are you doing ultras? Are you traveling more? Are you reading more books? Have you launched kids by then? Have you had kids by then? Just It's cool to imagine the future. And once your brain goes to work imagining your ideal self in the future, 
It's like projecting a mental image on this large screen, the screen being your imagination. And if you keep that image there in your mind, if you continue to revisit those goals, some people have a vision board or they'll write down their goals and review them every day or every week. If you continue to project that positive future self on the large screen of your mind, your subconscious mind then goes to work creating that reality that your conscious mind is focusing on because what we focus on, we become. It also works in a detrimental way if you continually project your fear and what you don't want in life. Unfortunately, that can be what you get. Right. Yeah, dwelling in that space of negativity. One book that I enjoyed this year is The Alchemist by Apollo Coelho. It's a pretty cool novel. It tells a story of a shepherd named Santiago who embarks on a journey to find his personal legend. And I guess finding your personal legend would kind of be the meta-narrative of the book. Here are some quotes from The Alchemist. He says, When you want something, all of the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. That's a better way to look at the universe. It's not that it's holding you back, because that's kind of the mindset that a lot of people have. I have no luck, can't catch a break, the universe is conspiring against me. Well, how about thinking that actually the universe wants to break through and is conspiring to help you achieve what you really want? That's a more hopeful perspective. And like, what's it going to (laughs) hurt to think that way? (laughs) In the book, Magic of Thinking Big, he talks about this mental filing cabinet. And he says, if we want evidence that you're going to fail, you can go back into your mental filing cabinet and find evidence because you've failed before. And you've had people tell you that you're going to fail. And you've had people tell all kind of negative crap. But if you want evidence that you're going to succeed, go to that drawer of the mental file cabinet. Look at those files. Look at all the evidence that you are a person who is worthy of success, who knows how to achieve success. Look what you've accomplished in the last five years, the last 10 years. I fully realize we're talking to an audience of people who are runners. You know, according to surveys and research that we see, runners are high achieving people. Definitely. In their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So go back in that mental file cabinet. You will find lots of evidence that you can achieve your dreams because you already have to some degree. Another quote is, The secret of life is to fall seven times and to get up eight times. Hmm. That's pretty good. Another quote, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. I really like that. So there you go. Imagine a future version of yourself as a person who runs marathons, who is a lifelong runner, who does, you know, fill in the blank, what you want to be true about yourself. And that leads us to point number two, pick a goal that scares you a little bit. In other words, it's outside of your comfort zone. I remember running my first half marathon and that was rough because I was pretty much a total non-runner before starting on that journey. And after I got done with the half marathon, I thought I could never do a full. (laughs) I'm in so much pain. So, you know, enough time goes by and you kind of forget the pain. And I was on Facebook, you know, by that time we were sharing success stories from people in our community. And so I posted, this is like in 20... 11 and i posted on facebook hey congrats to this person they took the plunge and signed up for the first marathon and then there was a comment left the comment was actually left by eric strand (laughs) yeah i didn't know who he was back then he's since become a friend and he said hey trev when are you gonna take the plunge and sign up for your first marathon yeah good question (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes you just gotta take the plunge that's right which could include signing up for a 50K, maybe if you've never gone beyond the marathon, or maybe doing a gnarly trail marathon with elevation, or could be running back-to-back races, you know, seeing how your body holds up under increased stress. Well, here's one that I'm contemplating. The Berlin Marathon has this inline skating race. Uh, the day before the marathon, you can skate the whole Berlin Marathon course. 
So it sounds kind of fun. And I used to love skating when I was a kid, but it's, it's a little bit intimidating for me because how do I train for that? <laughs> it like uses different muscles and I don't even own skates. Like everything's so hilly around here. The roads are rough and it's hilly. Like, where am I going to train? Right. Go downtown, get on the roads. <laughs> I'll be that, that one guy like still stuck in the 90s inline skating around town. With his elbow pads and knee pads and helmet. Bright neon colored clothes. <laughs> maybe some spandex. <laughs> well, maybe that sounds completely miserable to you like it does to me. Um, but maybe your goal is running a sub four hour marathon. Maybe that sounds really intimidating or training for a BQ. Or running your first marathon or your first half. Angie, what are some of the goals that you look back on now that were pretty scary, but you took the plunge? I remember the first time that I heard of qualifying for the Boston Marathon, like knowing that was the thing and finding out my qualifying time and thinking, wow, I, I don't know if I could do that. That sounds really hard. Or qualifying for the Marathon Maniacs Club, like running three marathons in less than 90 days. Like I can't do that. I've got young kids. How am I going to make that happen? Um, or even the goal of running a marathon in all 50 states. So yeah, I think every goal that really is meaningful and has that staying power has to be something that scares you a little bit. That seems either a little bit outside your comfort zone or a long way outside your comfort zone. <laughs> That's right. Your future self is the kind of person who does things like that, right? I'm guessing that you're not imagining your future self as just a lazy person who sits on the couch and watches TV. <laughs> but you're probably a person who pushes through and does hard things for fun. So therefore, you have to pick goals that scare you that are still within the reach of your fitness, like you can realistically train for. You know, we're not telling you to jump into a 50K with no training. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Marathon Training <laughs> Academy podcast. Like even I train somewhat. <laughs> you guys know how lazy I am. If you're just joining us on the podcast, Angie's the running coach. She trains well. I don't. Anyway, you guys know. <laughs> and then point number three is put yourself in process. We are all in process. And so taking that plunge and signing up for a race, that's like forcing yourself into a process. Now you're going to have to train. Now things are on the line. You spent money. You've told people. You got to find a babysitter. You got to uh, buy airline tickets. And if you don't show up strong on race day, there's going to be some pain of regret. So it's like a forced self-development program when you sign up for a race. That's what's so cool about it. For me, you know, Angie's pursued a lot of big goals like qualifying for Boston. And for me, I have no interest in doing that. I was telling you today in the car, Angie, that I've run a sub four hour marathon. I was in my 30s and I know what I felt like at the end of that. And to be able to qualify for Boston, I would have had to run like an hour faster <laughs> back then. It would be less now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have no interest in doing that. And I massive respect to all of you that do. But for me, I love experiences and I love to have fun and I love to travel. So I like signing up for destination races. Speaking of which, I'm going to run a marathon in Belgium um, at the end of May. It's on May 21st. Consider this an official invitation to anybody who wants to join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. This marathon is called the Beer Lovers Marathon. Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real thing. It's in the town of Liège and there are basically, you know, Belgian beer is really good. It's... It's the stuff. And there's, I think, 20 breweries on the course. So you run and you, you know, taste a little bit and you run another mile, taste some more. So it's not like you're chugging like a whole pint, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but you're tasting Belgian beer and it's like a big party. Everyone's running in costumes. Well, are you going to do a costume? I might. I got to think about what to do. The theme is cinema. 
So oh, movie characters. There. Very cool. So I don't know. I'll go as myself. I'm a big enough character. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> We've heard this marathon does fill up. So if this interest listeners, you know, jump on it and That's right. secure your spot. Email me at Trevor at MarathonTrainAcademy.com. I'm looking for people who love running and love beer and have no drama. <laughs> well, <laughs> you shouldn't be going then. <laughs> what are you talking about? Let's get together and run this marathon and hang out in Belgium. It combines three things that I love, running, travel, and beer. I'm going to put myself in process. I got to start practicing now for this race. (laughs) And part of putting yourself in process is breaking down big goals into smaller, more manageable chunks. It is important, like you mentioned, to train for things and to not just jump in unprepared and get injured or, you know, come away disillusioned with the process. So if you do it correctly, you break it down into smaller chunks and you build in consistency into your routine. And that actually makes it more enjoyable (laughs) because really it is about the process and not the destination only. I mean, the destination can be great and very fulfilling. But if you don't enjoy the process, if you're not growing and learning through the process, then the destination is going to be less meaningful. Exactly. Hey, quick mention to our awesome sponsor, Athletic Greens. Speaking of healthy habits and goals in the new year, Athletic Greens is an awesome supplement to just integrate into part of your daily routine because you're getting 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients all in one delicious drink. Basically everything healthy that you can think of, boom, right there. (laughs) And it tastes good. I really like the fact that it aids with gut health and digestion. And I've heard from many um, MTA listeners who have tried it. And a lot of things they talk about is improved gut health. And it's lifestyle friendly. So it doesn't matter if you eat keto or vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs. It doesn't have any chemicals or artificial anything. And they keep it tasting good enough that our teenagers drink it. That's a miracle right there. That's right. You can get also a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase in five travel packs. Just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA to try AG1. Get those travel packs and that vitamin D thrown in. Athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. And our fourth point on how to think big and take action is to surround yourself with people who also think big. And that's the cool thing about having a coach about having running friends, a group, whether it's online or in person, a place like the Academy, where there's people from all over the world who are pursuing similar goals. In fact, the first place that I posted about this marathon in Belgium is inside our group for members. And we have a member from Belgium named Rudy. We gave him a shout out on the last podcast because he ran like 100 half marathons last year. No, 158 or 57. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you talk about thinking big. I posted that I was intending to sign up and he's like, do it. And then he just signed up and then he messaged me. He's like, I'm signed up already. Hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun to see what people are doing. And uh, we wanted to just kind of share what some goals are from folks in our community. So these are from Academy members. We asked them at the beginning of the year, what's going on 2023? What kind of goals are you pursuing? So I'll kick it over to Angie to uh, read some of these awesome responses. Yeah, the first one comes from Coach Henry, who is one of the awesome MTA coaches on our team. One of his goals is to guide his athletes to achieving their goals, which is important for a running coach. Stay healthy, have fun, and get Western States qualifier number four. 
Nice. So Western States is a 100-mile race that you have to run other 100-mile races or 50-milers, right, to qualify. There are certain races that are qualifiers, yes. So you have to finish them in um, a certain amount of time. That just gets you in the lottery. Yeah, and then it's very hard to even get pulled in the lottery. But, you know, Henry's thinking big, and one of these years he's going to get it. Keith says, my last marathon was New York City 2019, then COVID. So this is the year to get back in business. Buffalo Marathon in May and New York City Marathon in November. I'm training with MTA coach Antonio. That's great. I love it how people already know what they're doing in the fall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan that well. I'm just like, who knows what I want to do? I like to decide that about September. I think I'm pulling a a page from your playbook this year because usually I have like very specific, my calendar filled out race goals. And this year I'm just kind of feeling like I want to stay open to possibility and I don't know what I'm going to feel like doing. So (laughs) (laughs) that will obviously eliminate some races for me that you have to decide way in advance and sign up for, but that's okay too. Coach Abby says, I just signed up for my first 100K in October. I'm also planning a 50K in April and back-to-back marathons in June to prepare and throwing in a couple of triathlons in the summer to mix things up. (laughs) One of the qualifications we have for coaches like to make it on our team is they have to kick ass in their own running life. (laughs) (laughs) They have to be walking the walk or running the run, you know so to speak. Speaking of which, Coach Antonio says, so far I'm signed up for Boston in April, Berlin in September, and the Mississippi River Delta double on February 4th. This is two back-to-back half marathons, the first in Arkansas and the second in Mississippi. Now that sounds pretty fun. I I would do a back-to-back half. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot less stressful than a back-to-back marathon. Yeah, I did not find those too fun, but (laughs) don't let that discourage anyone who has that goal. (laughs) Debbie says, my big goal for the year is to run 100K in November to celebrate turning 55. I'll run Cowtown 50K in February as a stepping stone and hope for a 50K PR. Also looking for a couple more states to add to my collection. Biggest goal, though, is to stay healthy and keep on running. Love it. Kathleen says, my goals are to finish the Dopey Challenge, which is actually happening this weekend that we're recording, while celebrating a milestone birthday and a new age group. She says, the marathon fortuitously falls right on my birthday, and I want to BQ later this year. Other than that, I hope to keep my running streak alive, going strong over four years, and stay healthy. Wow. Speaking of running streaks, Grant says he wants to streak the year, so he's going to run naked all year. He wants to do two marathons, and he's targeting a 3.30 marathon time. Craig says, my goal is to run strong at the Houston Marathon in two weeks and in Chicago in October. Keep improving my aerobic base and my speed, working even more on lower body, hip, and core strength. It's great goals. Very important things. You know, not as sexy as some of the goals, but very important. Those goals are what get you to those other goals. Exactly. Yeah, working on the strength and keeping your endurance high. Yeah, and this is from Marty. He finished his first 100-miler at the end of 2022. And so now listen to what he's going to do this year. (laughs) Buckle up, people. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'm registered for two 100-milers, the Keys 100 and the Javelina 100. And he says he's going to do two 50-milers, the Skunk Ape 60K. Where where does he find these races? (laughs) The South, I think. (laughs) Skunk Ape. (laughs) The Pinellas Trail Challenge, which is 46 miles. I hope to get... Four new states this year. So it sounds like he's working on his 50-state goal. And he says only one is included in these races. So I hope to get three more states in April, July, and August, November, or December. And then he goes, whew. <laughs> yeah, and few indeed. 
Uh, Candace says, I'm continuing to work with MTA Coach Lynn as I tackle more states for my 50-state goal, plus continue to heal up my knee from some minor injuries collected in my Marathon Maniacs adventures. I'm registered for taking off Maryland in April, Vermont in May, Idaho in July, and Illinois in October. I got into Chicago through the lottery on my first shot. Nice. You know, what she said about working with Coach Lynn to fight some minor injuries, that's another important thing is in pursuit of big goals, keeping yourself injury free and working through injuries when they happen. Yes, exactly. So we're actually helping a lot of people do that. That's one of our main things that we do here at MTA. This is an interesting goal from Carrie. She lives in Ohio. She says, I am working on an ongoing goal to run every half marathon in Ohio. So far, I've run 30 out of over 100 half marathons. She says it's, it's really hard to keep track because there's ones being discontinued and added all the time. But she says, I'd eventually like to complete all the big ones or at least every race listed on runningintheusa.com. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, that is a really cool goal. I like that. I bet she will be the first person to have done that, to run every half in Ohio. Carrie, let us know when you have that done. We'll give you another state to work on. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Ellen says, my major goal is to get to the Big Sur Marathon without any injury. Still battling a bit with my right toe pain, but Coach Carrie has got me back on track to get there. Yeah, Big Sur Marathon is a worthy goal because it's not easy, is it? Oh, no, for sure. It's super hilly. Um, you have to pay for those views. <laughs> <laughs> pay per view mm-hmm. is what it's called. Okay, and this is from Ryan. He has a whole bullet list here of goals that he's tackling this year. He says, get back under 18% body fat and continue to increase muscle mass. Run the Surf City Marathon in February in under four hours. Get my workouts and runs done early in the morning so I can be ready for the day by 7 a.m. and help get the kids off to school. Decide on future marathons for the year and continue to get faster and stronger with a trajectory toward a BQ. Stick to a six-day-a-week training and focus on the process, just like we were talking about today. Be the healthiest, strongest, and fastest version of myself by sticking with the plan and with the help of great coaches. So I have the energy and drive to be the best version of myself for my wife, kiddos, clients, and community. Nice. And here's three more. Becky says, I want to do a running streak. I regularly run three to four times a week, but working full time and being a mom, the goal of running at least a mile a day will be a challenge, but I'm looking forward to it. I also want to run a half marathon each month. I'm already registered for eight in 2023. I also want to add in more strength training and work on my speed. Getting older does not always mean getting slower. Thanks MTA for helping with my training. Glad to be here. Matthew said, continue my running streak through 2023. Today is day 739. He also says, consistently include strength training three plus times per week, even if it's only 10 to 15 minutes. Run greater than a 5K three times a week. Kind of goes along with his running streak goal. And PR half marathon in February. And we referred to Rudy from Belgium earlier. He says, the first weeks are always a test case, but I might try to run 50 marathons and 100 half marathons. That's not good enough. I'll f- <laughs> no one asked you. Just He's, messing. He says, I'll give it a few weeks to see what my older body will think of that. It's just incredible. Now we want to shift gears and talk about books, one of our favorite topics. We're going to go over books that we enjoyed in 2022, maybe give you an idea if you want to add some to your reading list. 
or your listening list because we went through a lot of audiobooks. And if you're going to listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast, you need good earbuds. Heads up, here comes an ad for our awesome podcast sponsor, Ola Dance. They make earbuds that fit on the outside of your ears. They don't go inside. So this prevents your ear from getting fatigued. It also enables you to hear what's going on around you so it's safer. And the sound quality is really good. That's right. Um, If you wear headphones for more than two hours a day, Ola Dance is really awesome because they don't give you that ear fatigue. And, you know, so if you're on a long run, sometimes I know if I have earbuds in, you know, they just have that kind of sweaty, itchy feeling in your ears. But these are outside your ears. They have a secure fit, so they stay firm even when you're doing high impact activity. Yeah, take it from Angie. She probably listened to 100 hours of audiobook last year. Oh, way more than that. (laughs) Probably a thousand hours. (laughs) So check them out. We love them. Just go to oladance.com, O-L-A-D-A-N-C-E, oladance.com forward slash MTA. Use the code MTA20 for 20% off. Big thanks also to our friends at Inside Tracker. They've been a great sponsor. They make it so easy to get a blood test. You can make this the year to really take a deep dive into your health to see what's going on under the hood. They'll give you back all of this great data, these biomarkers to show you where you're at in terms of your averages. Yes, I've done two inside tracker tests and I really love it because I'm sure everyone like me wants to get healthier, but sometimes it's hard to know where you should put your attention and energy and what specific things to do. So having your own personalized biomarkers right in front of you along with their personalized action plan is so helpful, you know, so you can know what you need to be working on and not just kind of giving it a shot in the dark. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash MTA. That's insidetracker.com slash MTA for 20% off the entire store. All right, it's time to talk about books from 2022. We love talking about books. Here are the ones that we featured on the podcast real quick. Born to Run 2 with Christopher McDougall and Eric Orton. Do Hard Things by Steve Magnus. How She Did It. That book is written by Molly Huddle and Sarah Slattery. We also talked to Stacey Sims right before her new book came out, which is called Next Level, Your Guide to Kicking Ass, Feeling Great, and Crushing Goals Through Menopause and Beyond. Angie, what was your reading journey last year? Did you read like 50 million books or something? No, not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Kept it in the three digits this year. (laughs) Um, I read a total of 258 books. It broke down to 126 fiction and 132 nonfiction books. So you read about five books a week. So what are your top picks for fiction? How many do you want me to mention? (laughs) Just a few. All right. I always record the books that I read and the ones that are my favorites. And then I take my favorites list and I even like further condense it down. Um, So I'll mention a few here. The Thorn Birds by Colleen McCullough. The Jane Austen Society by Natalie Jenner. The Fireman by Joe Hill. Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. Thank You for Listening by Julia Whalen. And a couple by Stephen King, who is basically, I'll read anything that he puts out. But Billy Summers and Fairy Tale were two great ones that I read this year. Now let's talk about nonfiction. What are your top picks for nonfiction? Books that were really interesting and engaging in some way that you just kind of remember. Um, we already mentioned a couple. Um, I really enjoyed Next Level by Stacey Sims. Um, and Do Hard Things by Steve Magnus. Those were two that really stood out to me. A couple books that we both read this year, Where the Light Fell by Philip Yancey, which is a memoir. Very interesting. Another one we both read was Arriving Today by Christopher Mims. It kind of unravels the online commerce system from the supply chain, transportation, delivery, 
Um, anyway, I found that very fascinating. Um, another one I enjoyed, well, I enjoy anything by Michael Pollan, but this is Your Mind on Plants. And he kind of gives a fresh look at how we look at drugs, exploring the human attraction to psychoactive plants, specifically caffeine, opium, and mescaline. And he always does a great job of just weaving together the history, science, and also participatory journalism. You know, he, he shares his own journey. So basically, he's tripping on mescaline and then writing about it. <laughs> or trying to go off caffeine, which I think was more challenging. Did it make you want to try any of those things? I, I'm interested in psychedelics for the purpose of healing trauma and, you know, kind of as part of a therapeutic process. But, you know, I'm not interested just in trying drugs for the sake of trying drugs. <laughs> You're not interested just to see dancing bears? No, not really. <laughs> Another one I really enjoyed was called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And he looks at understanding and treating traumatic stress and how it impacts society. He uses recent scientific advances to show how trauma reshapes both our body and brain and also explores innovative treatments to activate your brain's natural neuroplasticity. Um, So that's very fascinating. And another one kind of along that line is The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate. And it's kind of an investigation into the causes of illness, a critique of how our society influences disease and a pathway to health and healing. Um, So, you know, having a medical background, I find those things very fascinating. I love psychology. Another one kind of related to this is called What Happened to You by uh, Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And they talk about how our early experiences in life shape who we are and help us understand our behavioral patterns. And by understanding people and their behavior and even ourselves, it can give us a a unique approach to understanding trauma. Hmm. So I guess (laughs) as I'm talking about this, I'm realizing how much like trauma is coming up (laughs) in all these books that I read. Uh Every year, people typically have like a theme. Yes. Like for example, if you follow Gretchen Rubin on Mm -hmm. Instagram, she picks a theme. Like one one year it was colors. Yeah. She read like, 20, 50 books on colors. Well, because she's writing a book about the five senses. Oh, okay. Which is coming out soon this year. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you start reading and if a topic interests you, you start to kind of do a deep dive and like, oh, what other books are related to this? What is going to help me in my own personal journey or increase my understanding? And so, yeah, I think it's kind of like the journey that I'm on personally. I also enjoyed um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. The book asks you basically to consider who you are. And by tapping into traditions like meditation and mindfulness, we can develop consciousness to be in the present moment and let go of pain that keeps us from achieving happiness and self-realization. And that's, it's actually a book I read twice this year. So if I read a book twice in a year, yeah. it means it's really good. Another one that I loved is a book of poetry um, by David White called River Flow. I actually, it's kind of embarrassing t- to admit this, but I read it four times. Wow. I just kept it by my bedside and before bed every night, I would just read, you know, as many poems as I felt like reading. So yeah, that one had to make the list for sure. Of all the 200 and, I have to look at the number, 258 books that you read, what book, maybe you didn't enjoy the book as much, but you're just proud to say you've read it. You ever have books like that? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a, a labor of, <laughs> yeah. sometimes not love, but um, an endurance challenge. Um, I often will read like the complete works of an author. And so this year I read the complete works of Oscar Wilde, and he is actually very prolific author. You know, we think of some of his more popular ones like The Portrait of Dorian Gray and The Importance of Being Earnest 
and a few books like that. But, you know, he poetry and essays and all his correspondence. And there was just a ton of it. I often get these books like on my Kindle and they're really inexpensive. And then you just have like the complete works of all these authors. And I've done a few deep dives into different authors before. So I will say I enjoyed pieces of that but some of it was like a slog kind of like a long run you're like oh I didn't really enjoy that mile very much but you feel really proud when you're done (laughs) all right so to see Angie's full list head over to the website we'll be posting it up there soon after this episode goes out so Trevor let's talk about your reading this year how many books did you get through I got through 59 I think last year it was 84, but I didn't read books with pictures because last year I was doing like Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Hat Comes Back. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm actually really proud of you. You've gotten more into fiction in you know recent years. Yeah. I love both fiction and nonfiction, but I feel like there's so much richness and you know so much of culture is oh, often yeah. refers back to fictional books and the classics and things like that. So My relationship with the classics heretofore is that I know essentially what's in them. I've read books about the classics, but I never have taken the time to actually read through the classics like you have and your sisters have. So it's been fun to have audiobooks. That's how I'm getting through is with this Libby app where you can get free audiobooks from your library. I went through a lot of classics, um, like, for example, Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Yeah, that's a good one. I just love the the way he has people talk. The slang that the pirates use and stuff is just so fun. That is the great thing about audio for fiction specifically is yeah. that it's more like a performance. These narrators really get into voices and characters, and it oh, adds yeah. to the experience. As far as other fiction books that I really enjoyed... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I happen to be 42 and read that. And the number 42 is the <laughs> it's the ultimate answer. Just got to figure out what the ultimate question is now. And then uh, I went through The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. And that was cool because we went to Spain. Yeah, I read that one this year too. A lot of it takes place there. Then in terms of uh, self-improvement books, a couple top picks for you. Of course, Born to Run 2 by Christopher McDougall and Eric Orton is a good book. Born to Run, the original one, should start with that. If you haven't read that, read Born to Run for the, just the great narrative. And then you can come back, read Board and Run 2 for the practical you know, stuff about natural running, minimalism. This last year, I studied emotional intelligence. It was part of uh, a master's program that I was in. So the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Gene Greaves and Travis Bradbury helps you to begin to identify emotions and label them. And in so doing, you can sort of get back into your rational brain when you're having unhealthy emotions. We talked about how to run with emotional intelligence uh, after I read that book. That was a fun episode to do. Ron Chernow, Alexander Hamilton. I went through that this year. That's a good one, yeah. Previously, I'd read his book about Washington. Now, he doesn't write any book less than like 800 pages. (laughs) (laughs) They're tomes for sure. When I read Washington, I enjoyed it. But when I got to the politics part when he became president and the battle between the Hamiltonians and the Jeffersonians, that was like the driest part. (laughs) So I thought, man... If I read Hamilton, the whole book's going to be like that. But, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was It was really great. It was a great book. And his next one is Grant that, that came out most recently. And so I haven't bought that one yet, but I hope to go through Grant once I have like 60 hours of extra time. <laughs> <laughs> There's an author named Tim Marshall uh, from the UK. He's a journalist, I believe. And he writes about geography and geopolitics. So the first book I read by him was called Prisoners of Geography. 
and it's how you know where a country is located in terms of its natural barriers and borders kind of shapes its internal politics its external politics it really explains why countries do what they do you know like why is russia so obsessed with the ukraine for example mm -hmm. so that's a good book called prisoners of geography so his second one I didn't like as much as the first but it's still a great book. It's called The Power of Geography, and he profiles different countries than he did uh, in the previous book. So that was that was fun. And then uh, The Hidden Life of Trees yeah, that's a good by one. Peter Wollenben. He's a German author who manages old growth forests in Europe, I think specifically in Germany. And finally, I should mention, uh, I really enjoyed the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Of course, Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor. He practiced stoicism. And this would be a good place to end Tie it back into what we talked about at the beginning, thinking big and taking action. From the book Meditations, Marcus Aurelius says, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Hmm. Don't waste yourself in rejection, nor bark against the bad, but chant the beauty of the good. And finally, it is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. So we'll leave you with those thoughts. Just want to encourage you to think big in your running, we're so glad to be on this journey with you. And if we can help you in any way, please reach out. We have a contact form on our website, marathontrainingacademy.com. That's right. One of our favorite things is helping you to achieve your goals. And we just appreciate you guys being listeners to the podcast and wish you a very happy 2023. As always, we'll leave you with this final thought. You have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life. Right on my way.